Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and I am here with a uh, tag team podcast. Tag team, back again. Party on, party people. It's Kevin Hackett all the way over in Texas. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing out there in, you know, the digital world, I guess, is what we're going to call that today. <laughs> yeah, and it's Todd in Tennessee. So T for Texas, T for Tennessee. We're missing a lot of our other cast members tonight. Charity was set to join us, and then she had something come up at the house. I don't know if it was a, a child issue or a dinner issue or something. Well, she zigged, and we're going to have to zag. That's right, and that's the name of this podcast. It may be a little shorter podcast, but I think you're going to like this one because we've been talking about this for a while with some people. I was actually at my neighbor's house yesterday, and they do not have uh, the ability to get to the park during the early access. So they are going to have to zag while other people zig or vice versa. They're going to have to zig while other people zag. What do we mean by that? Well, let me tell you. What we mean by that is... There is a surge to certain areas of the park when it's the morning, and it's traditionally, for example, at Magic Kingdom, there will be a slew, a gaggle, a cornucopia of people that will head straight towards the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Fantasyland. Peter Pan is an object of their affection, and when the mountains were both working, those would sometimes get attention in the mornings. Now, it's definitely Fantasyland. But what happens at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whenever the people have early access, they go straight there, and those parts of the park become immediately crowded. What happens if you do not have that early access and you have to walk in an hour after the park has already been opened? What do you do? How do you avoid lines in that case? So that's what we're going to talk about today on this podcast. I think it's a good idea. Kevin, how's your week been? Uh, the week's already been really busy. It's been interesting. Uh, we had some car trouble going on this week. That was not very good. It's really made us um, do a little zagging when we wanted to zig. See what I did there? Um, I did. But I don't really like whenever that happens because mechanics. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, other than that, like life's been life's been good, man. How about you? Well, we're in a hot water heater turmoil we had one put in and it stank up our whole house all week so we're having another one put in tomorrow trying to sell a car trying to buy a car i'm, I'm with you there car troubles mm. anyways yada yada i don't want to talk about that because it's going to make me poopy so uh <laughs> let's talk about things that don't make me poopy like disney world let's do so, it so uh we were helping the, this whole idea came up uh, a ways a, a long time ago when we were recording our uh, guides to each place, like our guide to DHS, our guide to Animal Kingdom, and we actually recorded some walkthroughs. And, of course, those are horribly out of date now because they immediately changed a lot of things uh, right after we recorded those shows, and we may revisit those. But I wanted to record a podcast for people who weren't staying on property or for people who like to sleep in sometimes. And they don't have the ability to, to hit the ground running like Randy or Stephanie's families do, like right out the clock. Because I have three teenage boys. And the odds of me being at park opening are slim. So we, uh, we, I won't always want to do a show like this. 
how to zig when they zag. And so I hope that you'll enjoy this. And if you have an idea or you have a strategy, post it on Facebook. I don't know why I tell you to do that. Nobody's going to do it. But I challenge someone to do it for once. Someone, um, please uh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how little traction we get on Facebook. It's, uh, well, it's almost, almost we have no one to blame but ourselves. Yeah. Well, we're just we don't consistently post on Facebook. Yeah. We, uh, but you can get a hold of us. That is the easiest way to get a hold of us. We do see your questions, and we do have a Q&A show coming up because we have got several questions over the last couple of months that we need to address on a Q&A show. Anyways, let's go to the first park. We traditionally start with the Animal Kingdom when we were talking about this, and we're both going to answer this. I'm going to let Kevin answer first uh, on the Animal Kingdom. So let's say you're late, you slept in, or you're off property, the crowds are going to go where? Where Where do you think the crowds are going to go at Animal Kingdom? Oh, they're headed straight to Flight of Passage. That's right. They're headed straight to Flight of Passage. There will be a traffic jam of epic proportions. And in fact, the line for Avatar Flight of Passage will be longer. At, generally, most of the time, the line for Avatar Flight of Passage will be longer around uh, about 30 minutes in after opening than it will be at noon. Or twelve o'clock, twelve thirty, or one. And that's because actually a really good point because a lot of people are going to take off and go get something to eat. It's a really good time to go get flight of passage. Oh yeah, and, and that's that's the strategy at each park. You hit, par you go during parades, fireworks, or lunch. Those are the times to hit the big and big since, rides. And since and we you don't may have, only see, oh go. Since we don't have parades or fireworks at, oh, <laughs> at oh, Animal well, Kingdom, we're no, going to have to go at lunch. You I was just giving you a various theme park override. Well, and, and just for example, one time, Kevin, we were at at uh, Universal when right after Harry Potter had opened, and the lines were like two and three hours for that ride. Mm. We went at lunch and waited thirty five minutes. It was that big of a drop off. Wow! People don't believe me, but it really was. Anyways, yada yada. So everybody's headed over to Pandora. So what's your suggestion? Where do you go? Well, this one's a pretty easy one to me. I, I think that the best one to do is head back to the safari. Um, I think that's the one that's going to get longest. I think that some people might say something different, but I would challenge them on that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take away what you might answer, and maybe you would answer what I do, but... I think that the safari is one of those things where, you know, the animals are actually fairly active in the morning. They're getting, they've gotten fed, they've got some movement in them. And that line tends to get pretty long when um, it, it's funny. I think that people tend to head toward uh, Pandora avatar and they see the line getting long and then they immediately head back toward the safari. It seems to be what they do, but I think, um, I think that's where I would try to hit first yeah I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all it just depends on how many people get out of pandora fast enough to get back there to safari here's the other thing that you've got going for you those crowds are going up through pandora they're going to have to go through lion king and there's going to be a temptation to get in that line which can get pretty significant at points too so they're going to maybe get stopped at lion king instead of going into uh, safari. I would say that Expedition Everest would be a good idea here as well. Now, the, the, the thing that I would argue with myself on 
is that the single rider line for Expedition Everest is not going to get terribly long unless you're there on an extremely crowded day. And you can always do single rider for Expedition Everest. And unless it's an insane, crazy day, which there have been a lot of those lately, uh, Expedition Everest is not going to get miss. It's not going to get too long for well, where you won't want to stand. That's my point. That's what I was yeah, going to yeah. say that I feel like some people might say Expedition Everest. And my challenge to that is I've found that for whatever reason, Expedition Everest doesn't seem to exceed about 30 minutes. And, and well, maybe, you, maybe there are times whenever that's not true, but the single rider line really helps that line to stay shorter. Yeah. And I, and here's another point to that, Kevin. I think the queue is more interesting. Like I would fun. much rather stand in the queue for Expedition Everest than I would for Safari. Safari, for whatever reason, is one of the most boring queues at Animal Kingdom. And I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. Any other thoughts on this, Kev? No, I really don't think there's any other right answer than those two. I mean, unless you just absolutely, you know, love dinosaur, which, you know, who knows who those people are, um, who love dinosaur, that may be something you just want to go ahead and knock out and make your way around to Everest next. But I don't think that's a good choice. I think that we've made the right choices. <laughs> yeah, I think you head to Safari. The only, my only caveat, and I just wanted to say that word, is that if you did get there at let's say 9 15 9 30 and then you're already dealing with a pretty significant safari as well then maybe you go hit it hit expedition Everest. but i don't know i still think you go to safari yeah um all right so let's travel to this park we traditionally do second which is dhs DHS, which obviously stands for Disney Hollywood Studios. Randy always gets on to me for using insider Disney language, which is funny because that's who our show is for, people who use insider <laughs> Disney language. Anyways, uh, here we are at DHS, and everybody's headed immediately to... Star Wars, Batuu. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of people are, but there's. A, I think this is one of the only parts that you're going to have an equally strong option. Well, that would maybe be Toy Story. I, I think that a lot of people are headed to Slinky Dog Dash because that line gets stupid long throughout the day, too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think those are the two areas people go to. One of the, one of the, the strongest reasons is because both of those areas have a secondary ride that is worth doing. So at Toy Story Land, you can fall out of Slinky Dog Dash into Toy Story Mania. Over at Star Wars Land or Batuu, Black Spire Outpost, you can fall out of uh, you can fall out of Rise of the Resistance and into the uh, Millennium Falcon uh, ride there, and or vice versa. So uh, what I have what I have been surprised with and is how um, how underwhelming the lines have been for Rise. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, if, if you're a Disney nerd like me, you just pull out your phone every once in a while and check the length, <laughs> the ride length, uh, the Guilty. wait times for all the rides. Guilty. Yeah, and I did that yesterday, in fact. And I've just been stunned at how, how I mean, you're not going to find like a 20-minute rise wait, but they're, they're not astronomical. Well, I think so, we've talked about this before. It is not the most rewritable ride. Right. So I think that could be part of it. People... You know, they've ridden it, and it's like, okay, I wrote it, you know? Yeah, that may be it. it. 
I, here's another thing, uh, Kevin. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it feels to me like they get people in and out of that ride pretty good. Like, I, yeah. it feels like it's got a decent ride capacity, and that may be totally insane and wrong to me, but instead of like the Millennium Falcon ride, where you only have like six people in each cockpit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm. Do you think that has something to do with the length of the queue and the different things that you can do inside the queue that actually kind of suck people up? And I don't know. I mean, I I don't know when they actually determine when you get on that ride as far as the uh, time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and, And that's just, I have not read anything on that. I have not looked at any numbers on that. That's just for me going often and feeling that. But let's talk about how to zag when they zig or vice versa. So everybody's going to Star Wars land or to- or Toy Story land. I think there are two really good options here. Uh, the f- Actually, there's probably three good options. Give me one of those options, Kevin. Well, I would say that... Um, so you've really got the two different areas that you're probably going to head to. I think I would probably head toward down Sunset Boulevard toward uh, Tower of Terror is probably where I would head first in this case. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. Now, as as a lot of you know, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster is down for refurbishments uh, soon. It may already be down. But if those two rides are open, I think that is one good option of zigging where they zag. Here's the other one. Go ahead and jump on Toy Story Mania. Uh, go ahead and do that because uh, the other... The, the Star Wars land and uh, Slinky Dog Dash are going to eat a lot of those crowds. And Toy Story Mania tends to get that blo- that line from what I've seen tends to grow as the day goes on and does not fade until, you know, three or four in the evening. So that that's one good line. The other option could be Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Go ahead and hit that. The only thing about that ride is it's right there at the front of the park. And I think just its location sucks people in. I would agree. So I, th- I think you're going to hit a longer line earlier. But like I said, you're going to hit long lines at the beginning of this day anyways. Yeah, I think that you you made a really good point with uh, Toy Story Mania. I've definitely gotten to Toy Story Mania, uh, you know, 30 minutes after park open, an hour after park open, and it's still a 10-minute wait. That two-hour mark afterwards, it can jump up to a 40, 50-minute wait really, really quickly. So um, I, I do think that that's a really uh, – that may be a sleeper option right there. Yeah, and I think I think what you want to do is do that and then immediately head back down Sunset Boulevard to get Tower of Terror. And then if you're really looking for saving time on rides, hit Single Rider Line on Rock and Roller Coaster. Or you know sometimes single roller co- single single rider on rock and roller coaster is pretty slow. Sometimes you can get caught in that. I would I would actually just do the standard line there, especially if you got a forty minute wait time there. Just go ahead and hop in the the regular line for that. Um, so that's our well, DHS. One thing strategy. I would say uh, I want I want to mention one thing. Yep. The only reason that I might steer someone toward. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's on this is because that queue can get really horribly hot uh, at certain times of the year because it is outside and a lot of it is outside winding, you know, 
uh, switchbacks, and it can it can be not fun in the eve- in the afternoon. That's a very good point, Kevin. That's that's why you're here. The hard hitting information. <laughs> good good thought. I think Randy probably would have thought of that too. Randy is big on his uh, air conditioning. Yeah. All right, so we are halfway through our zigging and zagging as we go to Epcot. And at Epcot, we have some pretty major rides now. They've really upgraded the level of rides here. Used to, not you know, only three or four years ago, two or three years ago. You're, you, you, the debate was, do you head towards Test Track or do you head towards Soarin'? Now you've got several options. So now, because of the virtual queue, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to eat those crowds. It's just going to get the people who have already reserved those spots. So where do you think people are going, Kevin? Do you think they're going to Test Track? Do you think they're going all the way across to Ratatouille? or for, where, are the, where are they going? Well, that's a good question. Um, I honestly, I have not been. Um, I, I'm I'm going in a couple of months uh, since Guardians has opened, so I, I I'm not 100 percent sure as far as what I've seen personally. Uh, but I think that Test Track is still going to eat a lot of crowds because it's at the front of the park. I think a lot of people are headed that way. There's going to be a significant number of people that do not realize that guardians is a virtual queue and they're going to try to go that way to begin with. And then they're going to realize they can't, they're going to hit test track because they're already there. I think the rest of the people are going to head all the way back to, uh, to Remy's Ratatouille, uh, which also opens um, at the same time that the park opens, even though that the world showcase does not open yet. The, the two rides back there, that and frozen are still already open. Okay. So this is where we're zigging and zagging. We're, we're an hour in, and people have already filled the, the queues for some of these rides like Test ta- Track and, and Ratatouille. So we're going to Soren, right? I mean, we're headed over to the Land Pavilion, and we're going to try to hit Soren. We're even going to hit Living in the Land on the way out. On the as as we leave that ride, we're going to just go ahead and hit uh, hit the hit the big ball and, and go on to that uh, to my my battles. Battles Thrill Ride, he used to call it. So <laughs> Spaceship Earth. And so we're going to hit all three of those. And then we're going to kind of see where Test Track is for the day. And if it's not crazy, we're going to go ahead and suck it up and ride Single Rider there. Or we're just going to go ahead and head back and yeah. save Test Track to right before close. Yeah, I I agree. The, the thing that I really challenge people to not do that I have done countless times against my own better judgment is traverse this park back and forth. I have headed all the way back uh, before Remy's was open and done frozen first and then gone back to Soren and then gone over to test track before I went back to somewhere else. And there, this is such a, a, a large park, even though it's not the largest park, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very big park to be able to, uh, to go because of where the attractions are located, you don't necessarily fall out of one into the other like you do in some of the other places. So just something to really think through um, as you're planning out how you're going to attack Epcot. Yeah, and that's that's my wife's biggest gripe about going to the parks with me is because I am such a hard charger when it comes to wanting to see the parks and such. Um, I, I will... I will look at the the lines and I will 
I'll be like, hey, look, the line's dipped for this ride, and we'll head up to the front of the park, and it, it's kind of crazy. All right, so we have hit our last park, the Magic Kingdom, and this one's going to be interesting to me because I think there's a lot of different ways you can go, and obviously this has a lot to do with your preference, the age of your kids, yada, yada. We're mainly just talking about the big rides, uh, but what do you say will be where you head for the Magic Kingdom. Sorry, I, my wife is texting me now, and now I'm distracted. I'm, okay, I'm putting down the phone. <laughs> well, I think, go, go ahead, Kip. I think that most people are headed, like you said in the beginning, they're headed back towards Fantasyland. I really do think that. So you really have to make a choice. Are you going to go left or right? Are you going to go uh, toward, like, Adventure Adventureland um, area or uh, Frontierland, or are you going to head to the right and... Um, head that direction toward Mission Space, uh, not Mission Space, excuse me, ah, uh, Space, Space Mountain. Space Mountain. <laughs> um, and those areas, and if it's me, because of the things that I enjoy, um, I'm heading toward, uh, I'm probably hitting Pirates first, and then I'm headed all the way back to um, the Haunted Mansion from there. Okay, so here, here I, I agree with you. Uh, this and this is why I I do think big. I will say Space Mountain tends to get a bigger line as the day goes along because people do hit Fantasyland first and then they tend to come back towards Space Mountain to pick it up. I think an equal number of people go the other way and hit Haunted Mansion. Here's something you may not have noticed. I've noticed this lately. The Haunted Mansion wait times have gone up recently. It's crazy uh, it, how much they've gone up. Yeah, it's gone from, you know, just being a, a 30 minute ride, a 30 minute wait from, you know, that I'm used to, to generally being 40 to an hour. So, what I would suggest, this is me, is first thing, just like you said, I would head left and I'm heading to Adventureland. And you know what I'm doing first? And this sounds, this is going to sound crazy, Kevin. <laughs> I'm doing Jungle Cruise first. Oh, really? And okay, I know that's, that, I know. I know that's nuts, but know. that that ride has got a long line these days. I was going to say I don't know if that's nuts because if you if you look at the queues, I, the Jungle queue, the Jungle Cruise queue is not great, and I would I have definitely sat in that line way longer than I ever wanted to. Um, that's I don't know that I don't know that that's crazy. I think that's actually pretty smart. Well, here's the funny thing about this is we're we're operating obviously under the assumption that you're not buying the GD Plus, no, and you're not sure. doing that. Okay, so so this is for people who don't have. Maybe we should have put that at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> that was kind of an error in judgment. Whoops. So so your Jungle Cruise, and then I'm headed, like you said, Pirates is my next thing. I'm doing those two things. I'm probably getting up in both of those in the first hour I'm there, and then I'm going to Big Thunder. Because that, that line is only going to grow as the yeah. day goes on till nighttime. And so I'm going to knock out those three. And then I've got I've got some pretty good momentum there. And I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out the line for Haunted Mansion. And if it's doable, I'm going to go ahead and do that. If not, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and see what, what it's like in Fantasyland and go in that area. I may stop at Country Bear, of course. But I, I, I'm going to check those things out. My, my plan is to get around uh, Fantasyland more probably around lunchtime and yeah. try to hang in there. 
I, I agree with that. It, it, to me, I think for whatever reason, I think people are inclined to head to the right of the park at opening uh, in Magic Kingdom and head toward, um, if they don't head toward Fantasyland, then they're, um, then they're definitely headed, headed toward Space Mountain, I think. I think if you go the other way, I think you're going against traffic instead of with traffic, and I think you have a better chance of of conquering the park in a better way. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I, I, I think that that's just human nature to go right instead of left. And I, 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 I catch myself doing that. Yeah. I mean, when I go to the park, I'm naturally inclined to go to that way. And the other thing is if you're going back up there, if you're going to the left, when you walk into the park and you hit, you know, jungle cruise pirates, thunder, and you and you get to the point where you're ready to tackle Fantasyland, and that line is crazy. The lines are crazy. That's when you go do Bell. That's when you hit Ariel. That's when you hit uh, the the stuff back there, Dumbo. If you if mm-hmm. you have small children, skip all that. Go to the teacups. Hit mm-hmm. those things until you you know see you know maybe use your app and see maybe there's a dip in some lines there. So it's been an interesting interesting discussion. As you can tell, I'm kind of a uh, hyper tonight. Been uh, I've been working on uh, Peter and the Starcatcher for the last three hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So nice. ready for the big stage here in about a month. So Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in there with us, Kev. This is kind of a, a, a – uh, just you and me. It's yeah. kind of a – reminds me of the days that Rusty and I would be the only two on the show sometimes. Long time ago. I talked to Rusty this week. And, okay. Uh, Rusty. Rusty's doing well. I think our listeners will be glad to know that. Good deal. So, all right. Well, you're never too old to wish upon a star. 